What's up, guys? This is Benji. And this is Marky? No, I don't like that. No. It's Marco Sparks. Hi. How you doing? Doing great. We're just doing ourselves a little intro to the intro to the podcast here. Which we people were, love. We've heard I, feedback. They yeah, love people these. People have really enjoyed having to sit through an intro to get to the episode. Like uh, every other fucking podcast. As you may have noticed because you downloaded the episode, we're talking about S4E3 Cat's Cradle. Zip Recruiter. Sorry. We, we are joined by the writer and the director of the episode. So quite quite the achievement, I'd say. Uh, Joseph Doherty and Norman Buckley to talk about Very cool. uh, the first appearance of Hector Lime. One of our yes. favorites. Yes. Uh, we will be uh, following that up with uh, kind of the, you know, it almost feels like a two-parter S44 there. That's mm-hmm. coming up next after this episode. Uh, but anyways, the reason we're talking to you is, number one, we recorded this like in July. So if we make weird pop culture references that sound like they're from a thousand years ago, that's probably why. And number two. A thousand years ago, as in like three months. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in 2020, you know. Yeah. Number two. And, you know, you can't see this, but every time I do this part of the ad, I hold up the book like people can see for some reason. Excellent. Um, but we Gucci. wrote a book. Yeah. It's called Trouble Alls Finds Me. It's a sequel to a book we wrote and published last year called My Name is Trouble. It's about a girl detective who's solving mysteries. It's funny. It's scary. It's spooky. Got a really great reception from the first book. This is a sequel. You should probably read the first book. I mean, you don't have to. I think I think you can probably figure Ooh, some stuff out. Gonna, but You're just going to read the second one? That's dangerous. I like it. I feel like then you'd have to go back and read the first one to know what's going on. But, you know, mm-hmm. you do you. Anyways, yeah. we're going to do a little contest on the podcast here. Um, also, we should mention this contest is going to run through the end of the month. So you have the end of the month to do this. End of uh, November. End of October. It's October. Uh, are you in November? October? I don't know where we are. Okay, cool. Okay. End of October. So you got like three weeks to do this. So you really don't have an excuse. You have no excuse. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a part of an episode of Rose Watch PL2 or a part of our sister podcast, Headcanon, we're having a contest. In order to get in, entered into the contest, you need to take a photo of this book, Troubles Finds Me, that you have purchased or stolen or otherwise obtained, rented <laughs> from the library, and uh, take a picture of it and tweet it or Instagram post it and use the hashtag Troubles Finds Me. We will see it. We will mark it down. We will have a drawing and we will pick two people uh, who win the drawing to host podcasts with us. You can pick whatever PLO episode you want. You can pick whatever movie or TV show you want. If you want to do headcanon, up to you. So that's how you participate. If you don't have a Twitter or Instagram account, you can just email us, rosewatchpll2 at gmail.com. Otherwise, hashtag trouble always finds me. Make it happen. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. And without further ado, let's join Joe and Norman, already in progress. Ooh. Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome back to Bros Watch PLL2 Commentary Edition. This week on the podcast, we are joined with not one but two special guests. We have Norman Buckley and Joseph Doherty. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. And is this, and this is like earlier 
This will be in earlier the, than the last one we recorded. Which was earlier than the one we recorded before that. So mm-hmm. this is, uh, we're, we're going in, in, in reverse order, even though we've done this before. If you'd like to follow along on the ongoing conversation, you'll have to listen to the next one uh, <laughs> and then come back to this one. There's a, there's a great Mr. Show skit like that. But merging these two jokes into something super nerdy. Joe, we've been joking with Norman that every time we record of him, it's earlier than the last time. So people are going to be super lost. But since Tanner's coming in, I like to think that she's your river song. <laughs> well, she looks a little like her too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, There's a character who shows up and would, dies and then yeah. shows up every other time earlier than she was here before. Only this time with Russian Mafia in Rosewood. <laughs> oh, this is that yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, oh, that, is it? Yeah. Is this like that episode, or is is it like, the next one? We're do, we're doing Cat's Cradle and FaceTime. Yep. Yeah. S four hundred three and S four hundred four. Although I wonder if maybe just to continue the joke, maybe we should do S four hundred four first and then go back. Oh. To S404. <laughs> I think I think we should probably do episodes that neither one of us worked on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that would be fun too. Enough. Oh, oh, that'd be fun. Or not even the same series. There you uh, go, yeah. I mean, you know, we could do Dundee and Nicole Hane or, you know, Burke's Law or something like that. Well, I, I do think we should say something about the number of times that Joe and I worked together because I think we did nine episodes together, nice. Joe. Ten. I right? think it's ten. I think it's ten. You think it's ten? Are you I sure? I think it's ten. I think you told me it was ten. Maybe, was it Are nine you guys including the perfectionist in that or? Or I don't think you did uh, no. any together. Well, I, I, I didn't. I didn't direct his episode of The Perfectionist, right. mm. so um, no. it wouldn't so be it wouldn't that. Um, um, well, it's either nine or ten. So we <laughs> we uh, we we uh, worked together multiple times on this show. In fact, we we got kind of irritated when they stopped letting us work together. I was never quite clear why that happened, but at a certain I... point, they they um, they separated us. Yeah, they wouldn't let us. They wouldn't let us sit together in the back of the classroom. Uh, I, I was my my version of that is basically is people got a little jealous of me. No, well, that's it was funny because initially, like we worked together a lot in the first three seasons, four seasons, because yes. even up to this point. So, um, well, this is yeah, we I, did. I did. We did. We did. I guess the first one was number four. And yeah. then we did, and then it was 11. Yeah, it was the first and, one back from the break. Yeah. Right. And I'm trying to, it's a, you know, and then I did something else. I did five. I wrote five the first year, I think. Wow. I directed uh, five in the first year, but a couple, uh, some of them weren't with you. There, I did right. one with uh, Maya and then one with Tamar. And then the other, uh, yeah, I guess the rest of them were with you. No, I did one with Oliver. That's right, because Arlene um, had to, to leave town, and so I took over one for. for oh uh, yes, yeah. but you were directing. Yeah. You were directing my, with were you, you directing ten when that happened. That must have yeah, been I 10? was directing. I was directing. No, I was directing eleven, and then I had to go right into twelve. Eleven, rather. Yeah, because yeah. I rem- I remember I remember the day that happened. We were it's yeah. really weird. I, we were shooting in Lucy's house. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I just felt like we should remark on that because Joe and I had a long and uh, fruitful collaboration. And yeah. this was what uh, was this the first time we did 
two um, cross-boarded episodes? Because we did that a I'm, couple of times as well. We did it at least twice. Uh, yeah. One later, uh, which, like, I think was the beginning of season six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where when the uh, and this, I, did we do three crosswords? That was the other thing too. We were we were annoyingly efficient together. <laughs> yeah. um, so it was like we we. Well, it, I don't think we. I think I think we only did two sets of crossworded episodes, but we did uh, a couple of episodes. Uh, where we were shooting at the same time somebody else was shooting. Yes. So uh, there were a couple yeah. of double ups in there yes. somewhere. Crossboarding is and where you're shooting case. scenes for two episodes at the same time. Is that right? Yeah. Crossboarding. The, the reason why we um, did this is as opposed to the episodes being shot in seven days, we shot two episodes in 13 days. And down. we basically use locations in both episodes so for instance the lake house we shot scenes on the lake house set and at the lake house out in the woods the exterior for both episodes in in uh, on the same day so for instance we shot all night scenes for two different episodes so that was the advantage so schedule wise you know pretty early in the game when the story side and the production side need to team up to do like a cross-boarded episode. Because I mean, this is like episode three and four. So you knew going into breaking season four that this would have to happen? I think it was, yeah. My, I think feeling is, the, the, is you realize you have to do it and you designate the two that are going to be doubled up so mm-hmm. that you can get your resources lined up. And and I I don't know. We won... We, uh, I guess it, yeah, probably they looked at Norman and 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 me and said basically, well, we can leave these guys alone and it won't it won't explode, it won't fall apart. I, I, yeah, it's just strange. I mean, one of my my favorite aspects of my career basically is people ignore me because they know I can do the job. So they just you know the downside, of course, is they ignore you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're all and right, they do. Yeah, but they leave you alone, which is nice. So that yeah. Joe and I were able just to kind of talk about how we wanted to do it, and that was one of the things I really enjoyed about working with, with Joe. Two things. Two things I'd like to say. One of them is that Joe writes very visually, so it's really easy to um, conceptualize the show from a visual point of view. He writes transitions into the script. He writes um, people's movements into the script, so that. It, you, you see it, you can see it in your head. Um, and then secondarily, he was always wonderful about um, uh, being very open with me about not doing coverage where I didn't feel like we needed it. Mm-hmm. If something worked on somebody's walk and talk, he didn't make me go in and cover it every which way um, in order to um, make sure that he had a bunch of coverage if he thought it was working. Then yeah. that's what we did, and so I that, remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that was the first the the first conversation that we had, where I think you decided I was going to be okay. It was <laughs> it was the, it's the four girls walking across the park to reach the bench. Yes, uh-huh. and it was you know, and it was like it was literally. Do you want to you know? We can shoot in one direction. Is it? Okay? I think it was really was. Is it okay if I shoot these? on their back i said sure 
Yeah. And then also not and not needing me to go in for coverage on every one of the girls for that scene. It was an expositional scene. And so in order to shoot it efficiently, I didn't want to have to go in and do close-ups on each one of them. And so I as I remember, it was kind of roving two shots that we did. Yeah, that, which is kind of, of they, it arguably something which which became a house style because it allowed us to actually make a day when you had these when you had the, when you had four women in a room. Yeah, yeah, rather than having to do special takes for each of them, I can imagine that. And the yeah, more actors, time consuming. the more actors, the longer oh, it takes because there is always a chance that you might need more takes because there's so many moving parts. And also because of the fact that Joe has directed himself, uh, he he understood how I was conceptualizing putting things together. So we were always very much on the same page. So that was one of the things that made us efficient, which mm-hmm. was one of the reasons why they liked putting us together because we were always efficient. We always made our days. We always uh, did it well. And the, the episodes were usually uh, very well received. So it was, it was always fun to work with him on, on that level. No, and I was, and I never, yeah, and we, we, and then we could just sit there and and talk about stuff. (laughs) And it's, it's, and we, Norm is one of the people who, uh, as a director, is basically is that you, you do develop a very particular shorthand, um, usually referencing somebody else's work. (laughs) But it's nice, but we'd all seen, uh, Norm and I had seen all the same movies. Yeah, so so we were constantly like comparing things to, you know, this reminds me of, this reminds me of Douglas Sirk, and uh, Joe would say, well, it reminds me more of <laughs> Antonioni or whoever it was that we were referencing at the time. Ooh, so, we were talking a lot about. Well, there's a lot of Hitchcock, uh, and there was a lot of Douglas Sirk, and. Anton, Antonioni and Godard came later. So. Yeah, yeah. Came come later. <laughs> and, uh, and I and I felt a little more truthful at times, but uh, <laughs> there's a card game called Cinephile that I want to send you both, and then I just want to watch <laughs> as you play. <laughs> All right. Well, well shall we? we uh, yeah, jump into the episode here. I'll give us uh, and our listeners at home all a countdown. So this is for S4 E3 Cat's Cradle. We're gonna we're playing right from the start, so including the previous Go ahead and hit play in three, two, one, play. Previously on Three Little Liars. Oh, Mona. So we've had our introduction to the, the weird mask that A had. It was like Allison's face. I mean, I don't, rem- I don't remember a lot of this. I don't remember what's going on here. So. I know. Well, I think that that that's was the the swimming pool is the same swimming pool. Yeah. Emily swimming into the uh, wall never fails. Bunks her head in the wall. Yeah. yeah. There's Baker Bros. Zach. Oh yeah, I forgot about that whole subplot. I I, that about... was he, he surprised me when he showed. I loved him. This <laughs> There's Muffin Castle and Belgium, what have you? I mean, I'm going to have a lot of questions as this progresses, and I'm just going to tell you oh, right good. now, Hector Lime. Yeah, Tippy the bird. Well, this is it's right after Tippy the bird. I'm very pleased with Tippy the bird whistling the, the phone number. That was kind of nice. <laughs> okay. 
And here's a perfect example of a scene with all four girls. Yeah. And you'll notice that there's a lot of coverage. So we were shooting those two girls probably at the same time. And uh, then we were shooting these two girls at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this so, the pain cream plot line? The what? Or no, that what? was earlier, the pain cream. I think that was like season two. Mm, no, and I think that's later. That's mm. this is this is she partially tore a radiator. That's right. A radiator that's cup, right. which is worse than your rotator cup, but yeah. This is the scene where Arya says, it, 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 oh, "Go ahead." No, I said it's also uh, arguably a textbook uh, opening scene for the show. Liars at the coffee shop, just right. And then again, the, the thing I always invite basically is you've got all this exposition, but you've got four people, so you could go all Howard Hawks on it hmm. and divvy it up, and it doesn't hurt. Yes, all those. I, was, I was waiting for Arya to say that she's jealous of her mother's love life. And uh, here's the part where Holly's going off to Austria with the baker. Is, did that happen shortly after this? I can't remember. I know she went there it for a little happen. while. and then. Well, something happened because he turned out to not be a nice guy. Yeah. But wasn't that uh, – didn't they come back from – It was later. Didn't they go yeah. and yeah. then come back? Or something? They, they almost get married. Um, I yeah. like this actor, though. I remember he was really fun to work with. I liked working with this guy. I don't I, – I don't um, – I don't think I worked with him after this. I think this was the only time I worked with him on these episodes. But I really – I enjoyed him. I thought he was nice. And he comes back and I he's think- a huge jerk. Yeah. Well, I, that's well. That's another thing. I want to get, you know. Again, I'm not good at uh, the the. If there was one, you know, caraway seed in my denture in over seven years, it was what would happen when characters who were introduced to do one thing had to become bad. Mm. Um, and it always felt, you know, it's what you kind of have to do, but. It's a little odd that uh, Holly's character um, isn't curious about what's going on with them there. Aren't, aren't they? Uh, aren't they going through clues and stuff? Or is this? What is this stuff? Well, notebooks and masks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like. Don't you think that uh, uh, Ella would have been like, um, "What's going on over there?" She's what's... pixelated. She's got a guy. She's pixelated. You know. Also, <laughs> this is a lot to carry to the coffee shop. <laughs> This is—it's just a well. They had a bucket. Yeah, that's true. You know. I love how uh, much just uh, observation, just like constant, like here at the coffee shop, everyone shows up. We could stare at them. Well, I—I I do love. Uh, I loved working with um, Tori too. Like I loved uh, uh, Melissa as a character, and I was always uh, sorry because we had didn't. Was it by this point that we were having trouble getting her because she was off, like working on other stuff? Or that I don't remember. I think that's one of the reasons why she. That's why she. This is a is a cross board because of how much time we could get her for. But there's yeah. also, But she's got an awful lot of good stuff with 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 Troy and and with Leslie uh, mm-hmm. in these two episodes. Yeah, she was she was delightful to work with. I loved working with her. It's been out of town having an interview in Washington for who knows how long. I have no idea. Because I'm actually doing another show somewhere. Yeah. I'm an army wife now, Spencer. Back off. (laughs) Is that what it was? Army wives? I think it was army wives. I think that's later in the season. Okay. Because there's like an episode where she comes back and like from scene to scene, suddenly she has entirely different hair. Yeah. (laughs) 
a frequent well, PLL thing. That, that'll, that'll well, happen. Like, who thinks about that? Some people's yeah. ads change entirely. So, you know, like, what's a little bit of a hairstyle? You missed the whole Room 217 conversation earlier, Norman, when we were setting up. <laughs> what's that? You missed the whole Room 217 conversation before we started recording. Room 237. Oh. Or 237, sorry, yeah. Oh, like, uh, I, I'll, I'll just wonder what that was. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Caleb. He still has hair. This is Caleb. I'd forgotten about the stuff with Caleb's father. Caleb had a father and, <laughs> and an uncle. There you go. They, they, uh, they went to uh, Ravenswood, even. Yeah, I thought, I, I thought Caleb was. I thought Caleb was a ghost. I didn't. <laughs> he I was. It's interesting. I guess he hasn't. This is so. He's still there, but he hasn't. He hasn't. Because I was trying to figure out the production schedules because he's here at the beginning of season four, but he's not available at the end of season four because we were torturing him in New Orleans. Talk about somebody whose hair changed a lot. Ashley's hair changed a lot over the seven seasons. You know, it's like she went through all kinds of different looks. Yes, she, including a couple of mornings that when her hair had not had a good weekend, and that that was the, those were the phase of stocking caps. She put <laughs> oh, there was one of those. You know. I was just, I was just texting with like, her today. With the two. Oh. It's a pretty cool leather jacket by uh, Caleb there. It's a little Tyler Durden. And I yeah. say that in all the least douchey aspects of that. What's she upset about here? I can't remember. Oh, she thinks her mother uh, uh, did oh, something. She, yeah. Her yeah, mother like killed somebody or did something. Something that... Seemed yeah, Ashley Marin was uh, wrapping up a, a muddy uh, high heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's mother's killed somebody. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it, 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 it is what it is. Yeah, and this Cast is a tab. Joe Doherty special. <laughs> yeah, and actually, don't tell Warner Brothers, but that 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 church sign is in my backyard. <laughs> was was that an Ivy Dunbar? Uh that was a Shakespeare. Okay, no, I mean uh, the book. No, I think that was Cornell Woolrich. Yeah, that was like, is, uh, that. I'm pretty sure it's Cornell yeah, Woolrich. Yeah, yeah. That's a uh, yeah, okay, yeah, Rubendo. Yeah. This is before Hannigan. This, this is a bookstore that, you know, moved into town and then moved right yeah. out again. <laughs> I think they also <laughs> sold kayaks. Uh, I think they do come back I to think, this bookstore later. I, I think yeah. they. I think they yes, also they sold pizza at various points. I, I, yeah, that yeah. Joe. I think it's in your episode. Um, it's uh, one where like Holbrook yeah, is, is evil is, suddenly. I think. Yeah, yeah, because he because no, gets in the Patterson in a big way. But this is either this one or four has got. Uh, oh my God! I've forgotten him. Ezra's son. <laughs> Ezra is Ezra's son in this episode. Uh, yes, Ezra isn't, but the kid is. Interesting. And these two are together at this point. But didn't didn't we ultimately find out that it really wasn't Ezra's son? Or am I imagining that? Hashtag not the father. Uh, Oh, Toby's sad. This is because he's thinking, I don't even remember, it was the A told him to steal the, oh, wait a minute. Have we done the... He stole the RV. Yes, but have we done the uh, uh, Mona Nurse uh, Radley thing? 
where it looks like it's Toby is A or where yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah that was season three. Was season three. And they sit down and I know, okay, fine. It's on the other side. Essentially, Spencer's <laughs> taken him back by season four. So sad Spen- now too. Spencer's taken him back after he after he really screwed with her whole mental health, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, so we had, she'd been in. Oh, of course she's been in Radley because she knows how to get in and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they visit Radley in this episode. I think yes, they, they do. break into it. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 some nice stuff. Because again, it's a whole year. Really like, you could get. Yeah. This is the season where I decided I love Toby. There's so many things Keegan Allen is doing in this season that are just fascinating to me. Um, like he's really owning the storyline. I feel like, like just, just oh, physically. Oh no, yeah, yeah. And then when he gets up in the later, yeah, I was realized that today when I was watching it. Eventually, Peter Hastings just like swoops in and lawyers everything away as far as mm. the whole plot line is concerned. <laughs> is this the Cronut season where she's like, "I'm eating Cronuts," and he's like, "That's disgusting." This it's weird is, the things uh, you remember. This is, this is like what's what kind of nice about like what's nice about these episodes are basically these these are uh, in conflict with your parent and these two because these two characters were so I got your back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like when they start lying to each other, it's it's it hurts. They're very good in this. They're good in this. I always enjoyed working with these two together. They were always a lot of fun. It it seemed like one of the shorthands for when these two were good or on the same page or not this divide between them is when they'd be like one of them's getting the silverware, one's getting the plates, and it's like here at the end they're you know Hannah's bringing the plates over, so it's like they've started to bridge, but you know obviously, oh, is this the date? Yes, yes, and I wonder what they're watching. Something in black and white. <laughs> oh, it's big sleep, isn't it? Yeah, it's big sleep. Yeah, big sleep. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was you guys. Should, yeah, I think you guys pointed out basically is that the, the only cable channel you can get in 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 Rosewood is TCM. Mm. <laughs> well, we were talking about last time. They we were talking about uh, one of the black and white movies. The last one of these podcasts I did. And I said sometimes it was just a matter of how much money was in the budget to buy something. As I remember, we spent a little more money to get the big sleep than we did for whatever it was under the stairs. Even though they were all Warner Brothers films, there was still like some cost attached to um, various. Um, I just turned off her movie. Well, I think he paused it. I like. I like this guy. You notice he, I say I mean, that about I almost everybody I worked with. I really liked working with him. I really liked working with him too. I really liked working with her and him. I liked working with those two. It yeah. really was the way I felt most of the time. I don't think I ever had a bad experience on this show in terms of directing people. I mean, did we? Joe, was there was there anybody that we didn't like? I can't remember. Spill oh, the tea. I think there's now, a, now it's the time to spill I think, the tea. I think yeah. <laughs> That's right. Put it, yeah, put it all on me. Um, I, I, I would say that it's not a. It was not an issue. But there are some actors. Oh wait, we got to the scratch. Um, I, I think there. I don't think either one of us liked it when someone walked in, either completely unprepared or having made choices that they were not willing to play around with. 
um, these are these are things that don't get you invited back. But mm. this guy was nice. He sent me Christmas cards for a long time. Oh, so. oh this is when they think she's being like abused at home or something, right? Yeah, yeah I kind of like this story the way it the way it and the way it played out. It, it, Man, asking for the prescription for hydrocodone. So bold, Emily. Mm. It's a different time. Well, I usually it's kind of like a little bowl in the outer office. <laughs> She's not acting squirrely. As as per usual with all the characters on this show. Of course I look at and I, and I look at that I look at that doctor's office and I'm gonna go, what standing set was this that got redressed? Yeah, well, the doctor's office was out on the back lot. That was, remember, oh, that was okay. in uh, Toby's house. We did that one in Toby's house. Nice. And then um, okay. this was... I think Ashley's still a bank manager right now, right? Yeah, yeah even though, like, you know, like, Joe, that $85,000 was never explained. How that money... The $85,000 is... Doodle box money. That she, that she stole from Mrs. Potter... Well, Miss well, Potter died, which yeah, was great. Right. She had no. Uh, well, I thought Mexican. she had to get it. Well, that was the that was, well in the first. Well, in the sake of accuracy, it's forty thousand dollars because she stole the same amount of money that Janet Lee stole. Was it? But I mean, I yeah, I think it was forty. I think it was because uh, I, I it was a Hitchcock thing. I wanted to be. I wanted to be this because there's that scene when the cop when Barry the cop pulls her over. <laughs> but I forget. It's like, but there's more money coming up than. Nice pun there. I just remember that Maya talked about wanting to do a scene where Laura Lane did the mambo when she found out that Mrs. Potter died. And I was really disappointed <laughs> that that scene never got shot because that would have been a great scene. You know, it's like, it's like Hannah comes home and finds her mom doing the mambo. Because uh, <laughs> 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 she had a wonderful life and now she's gone. Yeah. Now, this was an outfit on Troyan that I didn't totally understand. This felt. Uh, um, well, it's a, a crocheted uh, dress that's long in the back. Yeah, it felt very. Um, she's. Um, and yet, Aria right now. Way. Yeah. <laughs> she's on her way to a Mrs. Danvers. <laughs> <laughs> Me in this too. Now, part of what we did, guys, because we always wanted to disguise like other things on the other side of the street. So that's why you see the um, yellow school buses back there, was oh, okay. so that you're not seeing sound stages in the distance. Mm. And um, I always think that kind of stuff is fun to share on these kinds of. You can, yeah, yeah. Every time you see a school bus, imagine what's behind it. So, location wise, would you shoot like this scene the same day that you would shoot the one where Tanner and Holbrook are uh, MSTK 3Kng the liars, like at the beginning of the next episode? Yes, I, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, that's exactly what you that's do. exactly what we do. We would shoot like we probably shot um, this and then we went right into that, and then we also probably that very same day shot uh, Tanner um, out on the square with yes. uh, yeah. uh, Hannah because that was all within, you know, 50 yards. Um, yeah. 
Of course, and I'll, Mrs. And Fields I'll bet. And I'll bet what we did is 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 you shot the two cops in the car first while the while the, while the ladies were changing wardrobe. Gotcha. Yeah. Arya seeing her extra suspicious uh, looks there. Lucy Hill, I don't want to be going this. She did one of the eye narrows earlier, and I think we must. That would be like my first question for her about what she does with Arya because it's always so fascinating when she just decides Arya's going to narrow her eyes in kind of a sinister <laughs> way here. Now, I'm trying to think. Why did we shoot this scene in that classroom, Joe? I can't remember. There was a, there, you know, it's interesting that you just started to say that. I think it was, there was a production reason to do it. Just to fill out the day or something. I think that's the kind of thing where this scene could be anywhere, mm-hmm. this conversation yeah. between them. But we had, we were shooting in the classroom. So it's kind of like, let's cram this into the classroom too. As opposed to putting it I out mean, on the... I feel like Hannah and Caleb have a lot of sidebars and empty classrooms. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like a, a regular thing for them. It's either, oh, that or, it's either that or we were in the hallway and you could just pop them into the classroom and do it. Mm. I like this. I like this a lot. Who's Here's, that guy? Let's watch, let's watch Norman be subjective. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all this. I remember the board. I remember like yeah. the... Uh, Love a big board. I love how confusing that big board is. Like, I just love the idea yeah. of the cops just trying to figure out shit. And they're just writing all kinds of things on there. I'm pretty sure seconds. we went like, over I, all I, of this. I remember, I, I seem to remember that the board was a, was kind of a, a community. I know that, I think Brian was involved in the board a lot. Uh, see, this is like 40 seconds of footage that launched like a thousand tumblr pages or reddit posts or and we we flip and did that on purpose (laughs) and you'll notice we also um we also shot it really uh in fast cuts so that people would have to go back to do that you (laughs) know there it wasn't didn't linger on anything let's get those dvr numbers up i totally forgot that um who was working? Pam Fields was working in the police station. Yeah, so yeah. Now she becomes a, like an admin for the cops. Well, I'll tell you that cop that cop station really needed like every hand on deck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like they're hiring all kinds of people from Rosewood. You know, she's got the greatest yeah. scene with Wilden at one point. Yeah. Oh, the one where Wilden like kind of confesses to like killing a dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like you won't really hear about how bad cops are for a couple of years so let me just tell you a sinister story now yeah. i'd like to point out i liked holbrook a lot better when he was a good cop me too i thought it was more yeah, I me it was too. interesting yeah i thought well we'll, we'll, we'll probably wouldn't well because that was the genius of holbrook and tanner was the the you know why don't they go to the cops so especially now when the cops are actually not <laughs> wilden it's especially like i don't know like whenever you have the liars be a little guilty or a little sinister okay. now this was out on location this was one of the yep. scenes we shot out at college of the canyons and as i remember this was the first scene we shot that day and i i must say i must say i don't like it when we left the lot because this just feels like a different show entirely you know like this isn't this doesn't have any of that kind of quality about um uh, Rosewood that makes it feel like a dream reality, which is what I love so much. This just feels well, so generic. I mean, I, could, I mean, I I will give it to you on this scene. However, uh, the uh, 
the stuff that's coming up in the swimming pool and the stuff with visiting uh, Dr. Palmer, I, mm. I don't, you know, I don't, it doesn't bother me. Well, I like the swimming pool stuff. Yeah. I I just, I just felt like the, I felt like the show visually from, from just my point of view, like my aesthetic, it just felt like it felt when we left the lot, it lost something. I I like the swimming pool. I think you're right. I think the interior swimming pool is great. The, um, the, the stuff between uh, Keegan and um, the, the old guy, um, that stuff has a little bit of an Antonioni vibe because it felt so yeah. bunker-like out there. But, but um, I, I, did like, um, I, did, I did like the show better when it stayed completely contained on the lot. I always felt like it was weird when it went off the lot. On its, on its own different planet, yeah. I love that Caleb oh, this, there. This kind like, of thing. This thing. This this moment is just. Oh, yeah, this is so hilarious. <laughs> just, gosh, I wish we could rewind that. Just the finding of that. <laughs> well, I it was, we were at a point. I think I, I don't know if we ever talked about it in the writers, but it says like we've got. I think if you if we're going to do masks, we just have to run all the way in. Like a mask on top of a mask. I just. So love I that. assume you yeah, actually like did a, take yeah. a cast of uh, Sasha Peters' face for this. Yeah, sure. Well, it happened earlier because the mask shows up in season three. Mm, that's right. I mean, did you just run into the writer's room and you're like, I've got an idea, but first, let me get to the production department on, on hold. Guys, I need like a thousand Allison masks. Why is there a problem? Some of them need to be smashed. Some of them need to be thrown, thrown against the wall. Well, I remember, I remember, I remember a discussion. How many, how many masks do you have to break? Because <laughs> they cost a piece. I do remember that, and I don't remember what the number was, but it was certainly more than they wanted. <laughs> You're like wanted thirty. <laughs> Love the shirt on. Mm, I don't remember. I, did, I think it was normally they were looking at you as Norman. How many of these things are you going to break? Yeah, you know, I always try to be really conscientious about that. I tried to figure out how much you would really need to do if you were very careful about it. I think we were very economical, as I remember. I don't think yeah, we had no, a... and it's and frankly, it's effective. It's effective too. Okay, um, yeah. Now this was shot. This was shot at a little corner of the of the back lot that that. I, I thought this it's was nice. really effective because it's amazing that we made yeah. this look like something. Because well, this was the that is actually, I think that's the ER ambulance bay. Yeah, and it's <laughs> underneath that subway trestle. Yep, that was Ethan Hunt and her assistant Toby. <laughs> yes, Hector Lime. Yes, great branding on the inside of his masks. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, you can't put it on the outside. You know? <laughs> he works at Torch Lake like that. I don't remember if that was the first time we named the lake. Uh, well, Torch Lake had never been mentioned before that. Okay. I don't think. Because that's where the lake house is, right? Well, there's Emily's. Emily has a lake house that, like, Nate St. Germain goes to. I think that's a different lake house from this setup yeah, here but it's probably the same lake house I wasn't that just like a hotel i remember this being like i remember this being like this thing was like basically can't they do something without spencer and how come they haven't so we just went ahead and did it let's <laughs> wait, not wait for nancy drew is hannah wearing the spencer x-men trench coat let's look at the short version uh, Ar- aria is dressed like a steampunk hero 
I just missed <laughs> that. Like she just needs. No, we built this dock. We built this dock for this, and then oh, this, yeah. this, and we built the exterior of this. But this place we used for the greenhouse. This was used for. This is where Mike Montgomery was uh, everything. doing yeah, stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but this exterior <laughs> was added on to it. So this was. Um, wow. Since I mean, since I remember asking, I think I think I asked for the pod, and they found it, and I'm pretty sure it's not. An invasion of the body snatchers pod, but I got a funny feeling since this was a Warner Brothers production, it might be a pod from Gremlins too. <laughs> Which the that stock shot of Rosewood I noticed appears in the first Gremlins, so Gremlins <laughs> yeah, <probably>. canonically <laughs> takes place in Rosewood. There you go. All right, this guy, this guy who's also in um, Galaxy Quest, I think. Yeah, this guy was good. Now, the exterior, we shot the exterior here, and then the interior is was all on a stage. Isn't the interior? Was it? Yeah, the interior was oh, all wow. on a stage. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. So we have them go in here, and then... Just a sculptor yeah, who works in the middle of a lake at night. Oh, look, a transition. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then these guys, this was a set... Oh yeah, he's got like the the file. He's retracing Which was, his what, mother's last steps from, here. Is, is yeah, this, this is what A gave him. I think he he stole the RV, and in exchange, A gave him the file on his mother. His hair is so big; you could put that file in his hair. It gets bigger. <laughs> well, his hair is kind of uh, it's kind of trimmed back in this episode. I was going to say it's kind of like yeah. he's got a clean cut thing going on post. Um, He's good in this. I like this stuff. Yeah. I love the way this was lit. Like, yeah. yeah. And she's... Oh, gosh, this, so it's so interesting to me to watch the show early when I watched uh, episode four recently and and then to watch these episodes. I think the style of it really was dialed in by this point. Like, I, I think mm-hmm. it's just the 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 look and feel of it this if you go back and look at some of the early episodes in season one it just didn't have this kind of of um, well larry larry came on board like halfway through season two yeah and i felt like it really got dialed in in a way that okay now all of this was a set don't you remember uh joe we had this set I swear to God, I, when I saw this, I thought it was on. Uh, I thought it was not on a stage. I thought no, no. When I think of, it, ha- it would have to be because there's just no way to put. Yeah. It. Why'd you make it? I got paid. Yeah. I, and I love Every the way time, that I, I, I love the way that all these things. I think so many of these frames are just beautiful frames. If you just, yeah. uh, it's still frames. I love the way that it's kind of in the dark and the shadow. We were playing a lot more with shadows in the, at this point on the show. Look at that. Like his face is almost completely in silhouette. Mm-hmm. Somehow he didn't I'm know very, about Elsa yeah, Delorentis at all. I'm What's really that? kind of, I'm, I'm happy and proud with this, this scene because I think this is like just from a technical standpoint. There's so much information, but you don't feel it. It's yeah. all just kind of cool and tension and who's where. 
But I love the I fact that you can't, you almost can't see half of his face. It's, it's half yeah. in shadow and half in light. Look at that. I mean, that's, this is, this is great lighting. Um, and it, it's, it, it really uh, adds to the way you feel about the scene. Yeah. I say this is, this is exactly what you talk about visually, Norman, like this is who this character is right now. You, yeah. you can't trust him yet. So, yeah. Joe, how did you come up with Allie uh, trading her mask for information? In, in that I business? don't, I think it was just, it, it was, it seemed like a natural way to get the information across. <laughs> I don't even remember what the information was. Uh, and it just, he seemed like a, such a, it was like a guy I, we hadn't seen. And I thought it would be cool to, I thought it would be cool to be in that room. And a lot of faces. It's a lot of faces. It's a lot of math. It's a lot of things that you, it just was nice and sinister. And, and again, it's like Norman knew what it was. Norman knew when he, I think he saw the pages, what the potential was, what I wanted. He really feels like he fits right into the PLL universe. It's just that guy you go to for information, but you have to trade your face. Yeah. Right. Oh, and I again, to, uh, for a, a compliment here to, to, this is not something I did. I didn't register it until just now that, that, uh, Larry's awareness that the hospital would cut with this scene, so mm-hmm. there is this kind of lighting, which is darker and warmer, and the, the blue chill mm-hmm. in Radley. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. so, so it, you know where you are in a moment. This is just a cool room. The the previous scene I was just reading recently I was reminded of that Fincher took a year to cast uh, Rooney Mara as Lisa Sounder, and it's like Troy and Belsario sitting right here. <laughs> that would be pretty wild. This, also, until... this was this was so funny. I mean, just the idea that Emily would be like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead and put shit <laughs> on my face." Got nothing going on. Well, until Hannah was like, "Keep an eye out" or "Stall" or whatever. Ari was just like, "Whatever, I'm bored." Just <laughs> <laughs> what says we're doing? Oh, good jump scare there. That that yeah, jump scare I didn't do as well as I wish that I had. I wanted that to be a little bit better. Ari's got a hammer. Hashtag Ari's got a hammer. Yeah, just in case she needs to help Emily escape. <laughs> Look at that. And I can't remember. Was that actually Emily or did we have a stand-in at that I point? Was, I was just going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we had a stand-in because we didn't want to have we didn't want to have Shay just sitting there with with um, Shay wasn't well, just like, no, I'll do it. <laughs> Just cover me for a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. I feel it's like a the great was, ex, it's a great exfoliant. I feel like it was that um, our our uh, um, body double, like not her um, her stand-in. Yeah, right. I think it was her stand-in. Tom and this Aaron, was out. The worst this, dad. this this actually I didn't mind because that whole scene was. Um, oh, and you had very specific ideas about this, Joe. You really wanted it like that. Joe, Joe really wanted that reveal. Uh, of who was in the car? Oh, oh that's no, no, yeah, the, yeah. where he takes the mask off. You didn't want that to be yeah. like, um, yeah. yeah. No, I wanted to start, because it, it was a whole year of like starting in the darkness after the commercial break. Yeah. And, the, and memories of what it would be like to be very alive. A glass in my hair, it's clay. <laughs> Now, well, this, like was a, out of, this was out of College of the Caves, but I like this whole yeah. area because I thought this looked really good. But um, I'd, like, I'd like to point out that while well, you were shooting the scene, I was taking drugs. <laughs> my, 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 
my back had seized up during the course oh, of the day. Oh, that's right. I remember that. And, yeah. And, and, and Lisa Cochran supplied me with prescription meds during this. So I, so if there's I ever an investigation. I don't know that Lisa would like you telling that on a podcast. Uh, oh, dear. Uh, Joe, no. but, uh, <laughs> I've always I, wanted to work I, with you guys, even if it's to be like a, a witness in the trial. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, I well, I asked for them. How about that? And, and I have a really funny story to tell you guys about um, another show I did, but we'll, we'll have to do that offline. So <laughs> excellent. excellent. Well, when we take a break between episodes, which I think we're going to need to do because I sure have to have a bathroom break shortly. But um, there, there's a really funny story I have to tell you, so don't let me forget. Unfortunately, okay. it's it's not suitable for your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and if you really want to take Lisa's name out, you should take out an unidentified, uh, unidentified. Person. No, I you think know, it's all right. Uh, this guy was great. College, yeah, he was. Because I always like work. This is not. This is not the most. This is not a very thankful uh, role. Yeah, he. I. I still think he's the worst dad, even though Ken Laurentis is pretty horrible. But he's pretty. He was really a good guy to work with. What a great yeah, name for oh, yeah, him, Rourke Critchlow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cleaner hair. Keeps getting things in her. Was it? Where is it? I've got glass in my hair. That's the, uh, uh, that's the greenhouse. greenhouse. That's, greenhouse. that's a greenhouse. Yeah. Do you oh, want to see what God, you're afraid of? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good episode. That was the one we came. Boy, that was the first season, and really nobody really knew if the audience would be there when we came back. Mm. And I believe that was both of you too. Yes. Yeah. And it was really good. Well, and we got stories to tell about that day. Do you remember that day? Do you remember that (laughs) day, Joe? I do. Yeah, we'll 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 tell those offline too. So uh, I, I got a really funny story about that one. Um, this is also, this is also this, that day, the greenhouse day is, is when I gave Che a copy of Barbaralis saying, someday, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the moms already know there is at least one A now, so. But what I like about, what I like about this, this, this story is the way it cascades so credibly that somebody dropped a nickel on these people for mm. something that's not going on. Neil was quite good in this. Yes. I think uh, she's like, I'm going to go back down to my living room, which currently does not have a car in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course the attention of family yeah. services would just be the worst for the fields who are always so concerned about their image. Yeah. Is she not going to Austria for Muffin Man? Have the bees happened yet? I feel like we're we're going to get the bees soon. The bees was a Mick Garris episode, right? Or wasn't there something? Yes, the bees are in the Mick Mick Garris Garris. episode. Kind of Dr. Five tribute here. Is it all still the same day? Well, the wardrobe indicates that. (laughs) I, I think the teaser might have been another day. And the rest of it, yeah, because well, they've still... already like gone all the well, way out the, to a lake house. Yeah, well, the and... bro, the the bro is open late. This could be yeah. two a.m. You know, <laughs> it's like because because is still dressed like Amy Sherman Palladino. Yeah, the bro is actually it's open like... till four a.m. It's where people go, you know, after the bar. 
Brew, which was was that was that was it between the first and second seasons that the brew happened? Because uh, I remember, be... I remember like having a conniption fit in the first season because I said we need, yes. we need a, a place to shoot people at a gathering place that's not on the back I, lot. Yeah, because we, we only had the uh, the 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 grill the was grill, the only yeah. thing that we had on the first season. So I feel like this was built. When was this built? It's, I forget, I don't, it's, I just know, I know that it, it took up what was the lobby of, of the school. school. Yeah. Because mm. we needed a place because we didn't want to waste our time on the back lot yeah. shooting interiors. And so it was, uh, I think it wasn't, um, until after season two, actually. Wow. I, think, I guess, I think, you know what? I don't, yeah. You, we desperately needed it. You really notice it that point when you think Wilden is dead and then he's suddenly standing in front of the rear window brew. And like there's the sign and everything. Um, I want to say, fun fact for the listener, James and I have been there. Uh-huh. When yes. we asked the WB lady if we could sit on the couch, she said, No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I did get a picture though, which I don't think I was supposed to take. Now, how do they get Melissa's mask? I think I Hannah found that. Hannah. Okay, she's That's like when she was yep. running around back there. Yeah. We were talking about my drug problem, I think, at the time. <laughs> it's almost completely under control at this point. They did an impressive amount of uh, sleuthing there without Spencer. And now Hannah's still coming home at night. I mean, it's got to be like, I don't know, four thirty in the morning by this point. <laughs> and this is this is actually this is actually a reverse of her of Hannah crying in the bathtub from an episode I wrote. And I can't remember which one it was. It's the idea of putting the putting people putting these two women on the other sides of the doors. Mm. I feel like season six was when a lot of the audience realized that like uh, Hannah and Spencer were the, the future season of true detective. But like, I think you really solidify it here. Mm-hmm. Ashley Marin's just like, I'm just having a little bath at the witching hour. Leave me alone. With one. Yeah. With you know, one. yeah, that is very similar to one of Spencer's uh, coats later, the X-Men trench coat there, but it's like yeah. a, just a blazer version of it. See the the two of them, yeah, we're just a team, and like clearly, Hannah's probably the uh, uh, what's his name, Woody from Cheers, and the Spencer's from McConaughey, yeah. yeah. Oh, we actually see inside the bathroom. I wish I'd done that move a little quicker. That was kind of slow. It's so funny to watch these things and see things. I wish I'd done different. Yeah. Just. Directorially, she's like, my daughter's had sex with my boyfriend. I'm kind of, I'm kind of nuts about this scene and, and and what Norman did with it and what these two ladies do with it. There's almost no information in that. <laughs> <laughs> these two, I don't know if they've ever had a bad scene together. They're always no. entertaining. No, they were they were great. It's too bad that we didn't have access to Tori more because 
She, that was a large part of what dictated some of the stories was just when we could get her and when we couldn't. And um, she was such a great character and so much fun to direct and so much fun just to be around. Wouldn't you agree with that, Joe? She, I mean, I wish I, I remember, the most time I spent with her was on um, the episode Larry directed with her confession video. Oh, and no one can hear and, the, and you know it's things like it's little it's things like you really appreciate from i mean i kind of expected for for actors to hang around and and be and be behind camera and, and do off off camera lines but she was there for a lot these two women were always partnering so strongly like the they're, well, they're both they're both very they serious they're both very serious actresses yeah. they really take their job seriously and they take the subtext of the scene serious and uh they 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 just were always great to work with and it was one of the driving things was when you knew it was when you knew it was leslie when you knew it was these two uh you uh, you i used to say basically is you just want to make sure that the pages you sent down when you walked on the stage they wouldn't hit you with a cup or something <laughs> that they'd want that they'd want to play the scene that they'd see something they could sink their teeth into well, and these two always had lots of questions, but in a good way, yeah. in a po very positive they had, they way. They, had always, good, they had good questions. Yeah. They always wanted to know, like, okay, this line here, what does this mean? And what, what's the reason I should be doing this? And You don't hear people talk about, like, oh, I would, I would, like, listen to this actor, read the phone book. But, like, the two of them together, it'd be, like, so antagonistic and competitive. Well, that previous scene was very close to reading the telephone book. There's, I mean, and and in in episode and in a second in in episode four, it, the two of them at the end of the dock. Yeah, is it's the same sort of thing. Basically, is there's tremendous intent in there, and I think at that time I did not know where the story was going. Oh, my gosh, this is the uh, the end of writing. Oops. Was I'm it glad it's the I'm glad it's the end because I need to take a break. <laughs> this is just a more old technology frightening children who watch TV and don't know. <laughs> and this is what this is this would be, you know, kind of this is And this is somebody's um, X ray. Who is this? This would be Emily's, I guess. Right? Uh, uh no, it's Emily's. Dembones, Dembones. Yeah, this is the Dennis Potter nod. Yep, there you go. So we will close off uh, this episode. Please join us on the next one. We'll talk about uh, the next episode, S4E4. Until then, have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.